welcome to the Keep Going Podcast, where we encourage, inspire, and transform lives. My name is Judy Perfect, your host and Keep Going Encourager. Hello, and welcome to the Keep Going Podcast. We're so happy to have you back with us again this week as we continue on our journey dealing with mental health issues. Now, we've dealt with earlier this month, we started out with the approval issue, and then we start. We talked about dealing with shame. And this particular week, we're going to talk about the anxiety issue. And if there's ever a mental health issue that is rampant in our society today, it is the issue of anxiety. And although anxiety is a normal part of life, you know, of course, you, you, you know that the Bible tells us multiple times to not be anxious. So it, he knew, God knew that it was going to be a part of us. But people with uh, anxiety disorders are usually more intense and they tend to have more worry and fear about normal everyday situations. So that kind of differentiates uh, those people with anxiety with those who are just experiencing anxiety every once in a while. And everyone experiences anxiety at some time in their lives. In fact, I was scheduled to do this particular podcast on last week, but I was preparing to go on a business trip. I was going to be gone for several days. I had several other things to do and I was packing and I found myself getting antsy about it. I found myself feeling some sort of anxiety. So I just made the decision that the best thing for me to do, the way I responded to that is to delay it to next week because I didn't want to just put something out there that was not going to be beneficial to anyone. So I responded to it in a way that was beneficial to me as well as to my listening audience. So like I say, everyone experiences anxiety sometime in their lives. And, um, but when, you know, when it starts to affect your daily living, then you're probably among the millions and millions. And that number is growing every day that's suffering actually with this particular issue called anxiety. Yes, it's normal. But when we react to it versus respond to it, that's when it begins to control us instead of us controlling it. So how do we allow it to control us? Well, some of the ways I, I, I'm going to mention is that one of the main ways today and one of the main reasons why so many people are feeling so much anxiety is this thing called social media. And I always say there are good things about social media, but there are a lot of things about it that's causing a lot of havoc in a lot of individuals' lives, not just adults, our young ones, our young ones, our teenagers, our young adults, all the way up even to the seniors. You know, we're looking at social media for comfort. We're looking to live basically sometimes even in a fantasy world. We're hoping that we could look like that person think like that person, have what that person has. And a lot of that stuff that you see oftentimes is not even true. It's fake. And so we find ourselves when we turn around, and look at our situations, comparing it to that situation, we find ourselves having anxiety because of the fact that we don't have that or we think we should have it. So we end up with the woulda, coulda, shouldas and all that kind of stuff and taking on a, a, a lot of sense of false guilt. So that's one of the ways social media we turn to for comfort. We also, some individuals turn to alcohol. They feel like if they could just numb the pain, 
you know, with alcohol, then that anxiety will go away. And yes, it might go away for a minute, but when you wake up the next day, it's going to still be there in addition to some other things. So alcohol is one of the ways. A lot of people turn to drugs, uh, to, so much so that, you know, now they find themselves in a, a uh, in a, a addictive state of mind and body. Some people turn to food. They, they, they are feeling anxiety. And the first thing that they think about to comfort themselves is food. So they go to food. They, you know, every time they see something or if they feeling nervous or if they feeling fear, they feel the need to grab food. And oftentimes, unfortunately, it is not healthy food that they're grabbing. It's unhealthy food. Or we just self-medicate. You know, I don't care if it's taking Tylenol, uh, if it's taking Excedrin or whatever you might take to make yourself calm down. Motrin, it could be anything. It could be uh, uh, Benadryl. That you feel like you have to have Benadryl every night before you go to sleep or else you won't be able to sleep. That's self-medicating yourself because of the anxiety and the nervousness and the worrying that you feel. And so if I can just drink me some Benadryl and I can go to sleep and I have a good night's sleep. We are engaging, when we do these things, we are actually engaging in a temporary fix that usually exacerbates or it just makes it larger, makes it increases it. Or it just prolonged the anxiety issue that we have. Instead of facing it, dealing with it, calling it out for what it is, we do all of these particular things that uh, we turn to these things for comfort, uh, for, for whatever. And instead of us controlling the anxiety, the anxiety begins to control us. So what are some of the causes of anxiety? And this is just, I'm just going to mention a few most of the time, anxiety is caused, it can be caused by stress, it can be caused by fear, it can be caused by excessive worry, childhood, and adult traumas. And even your environment that you're in, your work experiences, you know, a lot of times people go to work, they dread going to work. They get ready to get in their car and they start getting nervous. Their heart starts to palpitate because of the conditions that they are facing or whether they created the conditions or whether somebody else created the, that working environment. They feel a, an overwhelming sense of environment. Can you imagine every day that they go to work, they're feeling this anxiety while they're there, they're feeling this anxiety and there are other work environments. Your home life may not be conducive to be a, a place where it's a safe place, a place where you can feel comfortable, a place where you can rest. It's, it's a safe haven for you. So your environment could cause anxiety. If there's always arguing going on, if there's always uh, different types of, of abuses and things of that sort that's going on, you know, that's anxiety. That is, you get to the point to where you don't even want to get in your car uh, to drive home when you are leaving from work. work. Work could have been peaceful, but now you've got to go home and you got to face all of this, this anxiety, uh, these things that are provoking anxiety in you. So what are some of the symptoms of anxiety? Well, there are some common anxiety, and this may not be all of them, but these are some common anxiety signs and symptoms, I mean, I'm sorry, sim symptoms that you may experience, and it may be attributed to anxiety, and it may not be. But I'm just going to name a few of the most prevalent things. Feeling nervous, always restless, always tense, 
always feeling to be moving and, and you can't rest. You can't sit down. You just constantly going all the time, even if it's making circles in your home, but you're just always uh, constantly on the move. Having an increased heart rate that's not caused by caffeine or certain types of medication, or it's not a, an actual physical medical reason for you to have the uh, increased heart rate. So when your your heart is is beating fast all the time because you're always in this state of anxiety. Breathing rapidly, basically hyperventilating. When you're sweating or not a lot, when it's not necessarily sweating from working out, when you have been exercising, uh, but you just find yourself breaking out in a sweat, especially when you see something that trigger you, that triggers that anxiety, and all of a sudden you just break out in this sweat. That is also a symptom of having of being in a state of anxiety. Trembling, and you don't even know what's going on. You just know that you are, there's something fearful or something stressful that you're experiencing and you find yourself just trembling, having trouble concentrating or thinking about anything other than being in the present. You know, you have also a sense of impending danger, panic or doom, even when there's nothing around you that implies that you're in a dangerous situation. You just have that sense that something is going to happen. And, and so you panic or you have that sense that some doom uh, is, is taking, is getting ready to take place. And a lot of times uh, the news, watching the news, a lot, you know, a lot of people watch the news a lot and they don't understand that once they watch it, that what they've just watched goes into their subconscious. It goes into their mind and, it plays out. I mean, you can't even, you sometimes can hardly go to sleep at night because you're still thinking about what you just saw on TV. And this is real. The news is real stuff that's going on. So you go like, oh my gosh, you know, you go around, you're checking every lock on your door and that's good to do. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you're doing it out of anxiety and you do it over and over again, that's when you know that anxiety is controlling you. Feeling weak and tired because it takes so much energy out of you to always be in a state of worry. It wears you out. It wears you down. And so you begin to feel weak and you you begin to feel tired. I always say that um, when you're worried and stressed, when you have a lot of anxiety and you're fearful, you're always afraid of stuff, it's going to come out. You, you know, which causes depression also is going to come out somewhere. And usually it's going to come out in a physical way in your body uh, because of the fact that you're carrying all of this emotional stress and anxiety and fear within your head, within your mind, in your emotions. So a lot of times you end up with these different types of illnesses and oftentimes it's derived from the stress and anxiety that you've been carrying. Having trouble sleeping, as I mentioned earlier, you can't go to sleep. You know, sometimes it's because of what you've been watching on TV. Sometimes it's what you've been looking at on social media. That's why they really, uh, you know, there there are those who who believe that uh, you shouldn't even look at social media or your cell phone. And we're all guilty of that. You know, it's kind of like that habit of us just picking it up. Uh, pick, uh, but we shouldn't even be looking at it prior to going to bed. Really. You know, I've worked on this habit of, you know, not having my TV on, even though I have my timer, 
But I set my timer to make sure that it goes off at a certain time so that I'm not looking at it all night long. I don't want it seeping into my subconscious mind. So just being aware of those kind of things, but you don't realize what toll it takes on your body because your mind is worn out. So when your mind gets worn out, it flows all the way down to your body and your body gets tired and your body gets weak and you have trouble sleeping. Sometimes it can call, cause uh, gastrointestinal problems and we're thinking it might be something else, but it could just very well be from anxiety. It could very well be from worrying. Excessive worrying will cause you to have problems uh, in your stomach. You know, as, as you see little children say, my stomach is hurting, my tummy is hurting. And a lot of times it's because of the fact that it's not so much that their stomach is hurting, but it's because of the fact that they are afraid of something that there's something that they're nervous about, that they're feeling anxious about. And the only way that they can describe it is that they say, my stomach is hurting, my tummy is hurting. So there's also another way is that there's a tendency to avoid things. We don't want to go places because we are so afraid of what's going to happen. And I am a firm believer that we need to be as safety conscious as possible because of this world that we're living in, the society that we're living in right now. However, when you get to the point to where you can't move, you don't want to go anywhere. Next thing you know, you won't even leave out of your house. At the end of the day, outside of ourselves, there's very little we can control. We can't even control the next minute in our lives. We, God gives us things to enjoy. And yes, we're called to be careful. We are called to take precautions, but we cannot live in a bubble. And when we get to the point of where we, there's a tendency for us to even go places or to be around, you know, people or to avoid just situations that you think it's going to cause you. You hear people say, no, I can't do that because, you know, I already feel like my, I feel my anxiety is growing up. And and it could be a little of nothing. I mean, seriously, it could be not even that big of a deal, but because they program their mind to think they've attached anxiety to this particular thing, this particular person, this particular place, then they will avoid that and oftentimes miss out on a lot in life because of the fact that they are allowing the anxiety to rule and control their lives instead of them controlling the anxiety. So what does the Bible has to say, have to say about uh, anxiety? It has a lot to say. And there are many passages. I'm going to go through all of them, but there are so many passages. Uh, one is Philippians 4, 6 through 7. The word says, Paul says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's already done. Then you're going to experience his peace which exceeds anything beyond anything that we can understand. And his peace will guard our hearts and our minds as we live in Christ Jesus. Then in Matthew, Matthew says in Matthew 6, 34, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Y'all have heard me tell the story about my mom when we were sitting in her, her house one night uh, when she was still alive and, the window was up and she was in a small town. And I mean, that was just, you know, they were accustomed to doing that. The window was up, the drapes were open. And I happened to mention to her, I said, don't you think you want to uh, let your windows down and, and uh, 
pull the curtains close uh, and, and close the blind. So she said, she looked and she just had this look of assurance on her face. She said, I'm not worried. She said, God takes care of the birds and he'll take care of me. I mean, it was such an assurance, such a demonstration of faith in God that he doesn't want us worried about anything. He wants us to have that same type of peace that my mom spoke and demonstrated that particular night. And then Peter says in, in 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7, he says to humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries, not some of them, all of your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. And I love this one in Proverbs 12 and 25. Worry weighs a person down. And an encouraging word cheers a person up. Can you imagine having a, a, a brick or bricks? And that's the, that's what anxiety and worry and fear and stress uh, is like when we are carrying it with us all the time. Imagine having two big bricks on your on each ankle, tied around each ankle, and you're trying to walk. You're trying to take one step after another. And you can't because you got these bricks weighing you down. That's what worry does. It weighs a person down. But an encouraging word cheers a person up. So if we start to to move away from thinking about all of our stresses and stresses and anxieties and fears and start thinking about someone else, taking the time out every day just to encourage someone else to see what that, that will do for them. And then Matthew 6 and 27 says, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? No, it cannot. If, it, if anything, it's going to take away some moments from your life, but it cannot add a single moment to your life. And sometimes we just need to, to rest, you know, like, like Jesus did. He, in Mark 6, 31, he just said, let's go out by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. Sometimes we find ourselves on all this anxiety. Take some time out to just rest. Go off by yourself or whatever you need to do and just, you know, just basically cast all these worries, you know, off of you and just give them to God. He's already invited us to cast them, to cast our burdens, to, to give it all to him. He is the only one with the power that he can take care of all of our troubles, all of our stresses. Now I want to talk just, just a little bit. I want to talk about Jehoshaphat. In the Bible, in Second Chronicles, this is one of my favorite passages in Second Chronicles, in the twentieth chapter. Jehoshaphat was a—he uh, was the king of Judah, and he found himself. He got word that there were these. It was like three groups, and so someone came. They came and told him that a vast army is coming against you. These three groups—they were going to wage war against him. They said a vast army is coming against him from uh, from Eden. And so, of course, just like you and I, and just like Jehoshaphat did and the people of Judah, they were alone, which means they had some anxiety going on about right then. They were fearful. They didn't know what to expect. And so guess what he did? And this is what I encourage everyone to do. He resolved to inquire of the Lord and he proclaimed a fast for Judah. And then the spirit of the Lord, he, because before I get to that, he, he said a little bit further down in verse 12 of chapter 20, he said, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that's attacking us. 
We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And a lot of times when we're facing anxiety, we take our eyes off of God. We start going, like I said earlier, to all these other places, social media, alcohol, drugs, you know, just whatever else that we can find, thinking, trying to find the answers to our anxiety. And our answers lie right in God. He has the answers. And so God heard them. He heard that prayer. And the Spirit of the Lord, it says, came on Jehaziel, son of Zechariah. He sent a word through him. He said, he, he said to tell the king, King Jehoshaphat, this, that this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but it is God's. So when we're going through all these stresses and these anxieties, it's not our battle. You need to just cast it off and give it to God. He said, just like he told Jehoshaphat, that's, he had a vast army. There was three groups of people that had come together against him and the people of, Ju- uh, of Judah. But what did he say? God said, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be discouraged because of this vast army, because the battle is not yours. So I'm going to encourage you today, just cast your cares on God. And I'm going to give you some simple ways to combat worry and anxiety. These are some suggestions that Daniel G. Amen, uh, Dr. Daniel G. Amen, uh, mentions in his book. Just some simple things such as start every day with a grateful heart. Be thankful. When you wake up, say to yourself, today's going to be a great day. Your mind will then start to make that that visual that you have, it'll start to make it happen. Write down three things that you're grateful for every day. Limit your t- your screen time because uh, studies, he said that studies report that there is a higher level of depression and obesity with increased time spent with technology. Exercise is one of the fastest ways to feel better. Take a walk or take a run or join an exercise group. You're around other people then. Listen to music. Common music or classical music has been shown to lower blood pressure and stress. Choose experiences that give you a sense of awe, such as looking at the beautiful sunset. You've heard me talk about how I like to look at the clouds. Taking a walk in nature. Do something that you love that brings you joy, does not work, that's not anxiety provoking, but something that brings you joy. Another one, and we all need to do this one because sometimes we're doing this and we don't even realize it. Stop complaining and be honest about your complaining. Sometimes we don't call it complaining, but in all actuality, we are complaining. We're complaining about what we don't have. We're complaining about what we wish we did have. We're complaining about how, you know, it's raining today. Oh my gosh. You know, I wish the sun was out. I have some things I need to do. It's complaining. I don't care how you look at it, what you want to call it, it's complaining. So if we would start to focus on stopping to complain as much, we'll find that that also will reduce our anxiety. Learn how to forgive. It can help reduce negative feelings. Sometimes we carry unforgiveness in our heart for so long that we don't even know why we're upset or or, or mad with that particular, angry with that person in the first place. Unforgiveness takes a toll on our lives. You're talking about being weighed down. It will weigh you down when you're carrying unforgiveness. Journal your feelings. It helps to get your thoughts out of your head and allow yourself to have a total different perspective. And I believe in writing. I believe in writing out, you know, my thoughts and what I'm thinking, because once I get it out of my head, it's not all jumbled up in there. I'm friend. I got some 
some space now that I can think some good thoughts and I can have a different perspective on what it is that might be, I might be concerned about. And then lastly, learn to kill the ants. Not last, next to the last. Learn to kill the ants. And the ants, A-N-T-S, those are automatic negative thoughts. Whenever you feel mad or sad or nervous and out of control, write down your negative thoughts. And then ask yourself, if they are really true or if they're a bit distorted, making you feel worse than what you actually are, focus your mind on positive, rational thoughts that's going to help you feel much better. And then lastly, and most importantly, practice praying and meditating and reading scripture each day. Prayer and meditation has just been known to just calm us down. It it it. it it helps us to remove that stress and it helps us to focus, especially when you do it first thing in the morning. It increases our mood and our memories and it just helps us to make better decisions because as I uh, always say, the Bible is the blueprint for our lives. Anything that we need can be found in God's word. And then it helps to reduce feelings of anxiety, depression, and irritability. Thank you so much for listening to the Keep Going podcast. And regardless of where you might be in this issue of anxiety, realize that you can you can cast it off. You can give it to God. He's waiting to take the weight from you. He's waiting to take those bricks off your ankles. He wants you to give it all to him because he cares for you and because he loves you. Thank you so much. Once you do this, you're going to be able to keep going. Thank you so much. And we invite you back again next week as we continue this month of mental health issues to help us live better lives and to be better for ourselves as well as for others. Don't forget to subscribe to our weekly emails, the Keep Going emails at www.keepgoingcoach.com. Thank you so much. And I look forward to being with you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Keep Going podcast. I trust you have been encouraged inspired and transformed today. I'm Judy Burfick and I'm your Keep Going Coach. Make sure you visit me at keepgoingcoach.com and remember to always keep going.